0: Hi, I'm Emma Muir, Soul coach, energy healer and Well-being guide, and an unapologetic curious soul. Connected conversations brings well-being, love and connection through authentic and open conversations, sharing amazing people who are being of service through their businesses, talking about all aspects of well-being and healing in life and in business. As a soul coach, I help men and women unlearn and unfuck themselves from childhood experiences, patterns, programming, and trauma. I know deeply learning through my own path to well-being over the years, all the different parts and habits that are needed to live a heart-centered life filled with well-being. Through my curious nature, I delve into connected conversations, showing their journey in business and in life to inspire you to take the path to your well-being. The truth is we're better supporting one another. We're better sharing our gifts to help one another in deepening our connection to ourselves and others. Thank you for watching or listening. I'm grateful for all your support, for sharing, for liking and commenting. All of you is welcome here. Here is our wonderful guest today to introduce their gifts and passion to you.
1: My name is Angela Marie, and I'm the founder of Heal Thy Money Co. I was intuitively guided to create my business, Heal Thy Money, which has rapidly grown to support hundreds of women-led businesses. We do things a little bit differently at Heal Thy Money and bring a feminine, heart-centered leadership approach to something that is traditionally quite masculine. Heal Thy Money is an accounting business infusing the practical side of money with spirituality, feminine energy, healing, intuition, compassion, and empathy. We infuse a money healing journey into the practical stuff. From my lived experience you need both the practical and spiritual elements of money the key is to heal the thoughts fears and subconscious beliefs blocking your flow and set up the systems and structure to allow you to grow and expand
0: welcome to connected conversations to bring well-being healing love and connection to our everyday lives through open and authentic conversations I am sharing time with Angela Marie, who is a chartered accountant of 25 years plus, a money healer, best-selling author, investor, Pilates instructor, light worker, and a lover of all things mind, body, and soul. So clearly our sisters need to have a conversation because it's right up my alley. Thank you so much, Angela, for sharing your beautiful time and energy with us today. And uh, so wonderful to share the unique way that you help women move past their blocks and into abundance but i do want to start with your background because it wasn't in this spiritual little realm so i would love to hear about how that all began
1: yeah well, thank you for having me emma i'd really love to be on there on your on your show
0: connected conversations it's all right you don't have to remember i do <laughs> It's like my Um, children's names, you know, like I need to remember them, but no one else does.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, my journey surely surely has been a twisting one full of turns and bumps and hurdles. But um, I started out in the corporate world as a chartered accountant, and I did that for a long time, about 20 so years. And for me, I was always good at my job, but I was never really suited to the corporate world. Um, And at the time, I guess I was always trying to make things work and make myself fit um, into, you know, something that I didn't really belong to. Um, And I actually left doing accounting and went into following my heart and started teaching Pilates. And I did that full time for about five years. Um, and during that period where I was teaching, I went through kind of my spiritual transformation and healing journey. And it was through that journey where I started kind of opening up my intuition and started getting really connected to mm-hmm. myself and what I was being guided to do. And just listen to what I was being guided and started taking and action steps and coming up with all these ideas. And I was being guided to go back to doing accounting, which for me, I was like, no, man, I don't know.
0: That- <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I've done that universe. What are you? Have you lost your mind?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, I shut that door for good. Um, but. Yeah, it it is something that I was good at and I've got the skills and knowledge and kind of in the space that I'm in, so working with health and wellness businesses and spiritual entrepreneurs, um, it's not a skill a lot of people have and so I came back to doing the accounting but doing it in a way that stayed really true to my values and who I was and Kind of took all the things that I didn't like about the corporate world and just made it my my own. Um, mm. wasn't really accounting that I didn't like, just the kind of the corporate structure and kind of yeah,
0: the, yeah. I want to go back to that if that's okay because you said you wasn't you weren't suited to the corporate world. Like what what was happening that made you kind of just have those check in moments of like oh that doesn't what happened yeah how, how, yeah.
1: Well, like. I guess I I never really quite understood it Um, but like early on in my career I was working for a big accounting firm called PricewaterhouseCoopers Mm. and we we did have a lot of women in that space Um, but the women who were in the higher levels, so partners and directors just they weren't very nice people. Like I feel like they had to sell their soul to get there and the way they treated the people underneath them like wasn't very nice either. So I kind of looked to those women above me and I was like, yeah, I really don't want to be like you. And just what was required to get there was a lot of um, push and hustle and sacrifice. And I just didn't think it was worth it. (laughs)
0: yeah 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 look and i think i mean that's more and more coming out you know i have um courses for businesses around well-being and you know spiritual and you know actually bringing them home within themselves so i get where you're coming from because when you're looking at those larger organizations they're almost like this um you know entity onto themselves you know where they just kind of have their own behaviors and their own and it it just is a bit devoid of connection
1: yeah and i think as I kind of learned more and more about myself through my spiritual journey, kind of come to understood that I'm quite highly sensitive and empathic and um, like, it's quite a negative environment. Like you kind of bond with your coworkers over how much you hate your job or your boss. Um, just, I think sitting in that office space, I would just absorb everyone's negative energy and kind of at the time i didn't really understand what was going on um so it just felt really heavy to me all the time being in that environment as well Uh,
0: if it's okay i'd love to explore that a little bit more because i think people listening there would be people that would be identifying with what you know like actually going hey i you know i kind of feel like that um Because I know for myself working, um, not, well, it was in corporate and I was also working in retail management as well. And I had that same thing. I would come home and feel like I had to wash myself and just thought oh it's from the day and you know it's from whatever but actually looking back I can see how much I absorbed of the customers of people I was working with of the environment and um you know you got a little bit of sunshine every now and again with someone that you did actually connect with that was you know you know in your kind of vibe and energy but yeah I can appreciate that so but in a corporate sense I think there's still so many and look we have had a huge shift over the couple of years, past couple of years, people have left their workplaces in droves because businesses cannot support the well-being; They're not geared to. So what would happen in a day? So how, you know, when you came home, you know, what was it like for you in that energy bubble and then stepping out of it into your own kind of little cocoon?
1: Yeah, I think um, back then, like I always kept super busy. Um, So I had a lot going on outside of work. Mm. I would, you know, I would go out a lot. I would kind of all different types of entertainment, whether that be bars or restaurants or live music or like theatre shows or whatever it was. But um, I kept myself really busy and entertained. I did lots of travelling and I lived my life outside of the office um but yeah the office was just kind of this eight hours a day five days a week where um like energetically I was just kind of at the bottom of a a pit if you if you know what I mean um so yeah it's I I wouldn't say I got burnt out but I I did actually take lots of breaks away from the office i I did a heap of traveling through my twenties and thirties, um, and would take like month long trips and year long trips
0: sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Cause you know, how I've, um, yeah, I've had clients around this as well. So it's interesting that you're saying it because it kind of does happen. And, and when you are sitting in it, you don't really recognize how much it's taking from you. So of course, you know we're human beings and you know like just the fact that our nerve endings are on the edge of our skin is actually where you know we look to find enjoyment in our life and that's actually you know one of our greatest the purpose is to enjoy our life and enjoy who we are and it speaks volumes that you were filling. and i hear it a lot with people that are working in jobs that don't you know they look for the feed afterwards like how can they feed themselves because at work it's kind of like mm, i'm here yeah. and i'm doing it because i think this is what i've got to be doing um and you know there's no sense of being looked after in terms of your well-being emotional health and mental health and all that kind of stuff um yeah it speaks volumes that you were like right i've got to fill the time now i've got to get out and i've got to actually fill the enjoyment into my life yeah and it's a huge portion
1: yeah and actually that's when i got into pilates i would, I would every day would go to pilates after work um
0: ah, right so you're like right finding my way finding your way to the
1: <laughs> yeah um but i, I think i always from early on I always kind of knew that I didn't really fit in but I I did try to make it work for a long long time um and I guess I thought just doing a good job would be enough um but yeah I sorry enough
0: for who I'm, I'm intrigued by that so like doing a good job would be good enough for who
1: for like to to have a good career and, like, Ah, progress and and do other things. Yep, okay. um, Yeah. Yeah, tick
0: the boxes. Is that what you kind of mean? Like, just tick the boxes. Yep, I'm doing a good job, so that means this and, yep, got it. Mm.
1: Yep, without playing the politics and getting too involved in all that stuff. But, um, unfortunately, no. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I came to the end of a project at a job um so I was needing to look for another job and I remember going around to recruiters and they ask you that question oh so where do you see yourself in five years?" (laughs) I kind of had like this out-of-body experience where I like was looking down on myself um because I'm a terrible liar and I could just like hear myself saying these words oh I want to be this that and the other (laughs) But, like they had no resonance with me and I think that's when I knew I'm like oh yeah it's time to to make a change I can't really keep doing this and like it's kind of like you're lying to yourself saying yeah I want these things but I didn't really
0: I love that you recognize that because I mean I know I did it I can look back on many job interviews and telling people rah, 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 you know and actually when I look back I think mm, I didn't that's not for me it was just because I thought I had to you know like I needed to be in this role I needed this There's stuff to have in life there's holidays and there's toys and there's you know like just filling just filling up my life but not actually filling me so well done for having that beautiful moment but then you went to Pilates like amazing I love it you've gone from being a chartered accountant to um what how did you choose that
1: um well I'd wanted to do it for a really long time I think I started doing Pilates like in my early 20s and absolutely loved it um and yeah I'd wanted to do a teacher training and I never kind of got around to it um but it was always in the back of my head that was something I wanted to do and then when I moved to Melbourne um I, I did actually go and do my teacher training. So when I left corporate, I already had that qualification under my belt. All so.
0: oh, right. So then you just went off and found some places. So how did then Pilates teaching lead to healing? What, how did, yeah, how'd that roll out? I mean, I'm not surprised, yeah. but I just want people to hear about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, so for me, I, Really enjoyed teaching in like a small group environment. Um, I did do some big group classes, but kind of my favourites was where I was working in more a clinical Pilates setting. Um, oh, okay. So working people's injuries and that type of thing with groups of up to three or four. Um, and so I was working with healing people's bodies um and I started bringing in kind of yeah like I would see like some um pain people would have in different parts of their body would disappear with movement and that stuff you know like movement is like WD-40 for the body so it's something that you know a lot of things can benefit from just moving your body um but then you can get some chronic pain that's doesn't really respond one hundred percent to to movement, and it kind of stays there for months and months and months. It doesn't really ever go away. Mm. And that type of pain generally has an emotional underlying thing to it.
0: Always. Let's just. We're saying generally, but always. always always i've never met and i've spoken to chiropractors and when i start to talk to them about the emotional connection on the body the healing i do 100 percent, always
1: yeah (laughs) but that that type of thing wasn't necessarily acknowledged in the in the space that i was in um like people didn't come to pilates to have their emotional stuff worked on (laughs) but um but my clients would often comment oh, it's like coming to Pilates in therapy at the same time. (laughs) And so it was kind of a natural thing um, that, yeah, just it's part of who I was kind of talking to people and finding out what's going on in their lives and talking to them about it and kind of, you know, bringing that awareness to them that maybe their lower back pain, the reason it's not going away is... Because
0: of all these financial troubles they're having over
1: here and things like that so yeah yeah it's a bit of a blend after
0: a while such a light bulb moment when you start to connect that soul and body and mind and you know have the alignment with it um I mean for yoga it it is about I've been doing yoga for a long time now I, I don't even know how many years since my son was very little and he's now 15 so been a long time. And you know, there is still times when I'll have an emotional release on the mat, I'll do a particular move and I'll be really, you know, constricted. And then I, you know, it releases and I'm like, whoa, just crying on the mat here. (laughs) So, you know, I do get that. I think, um, you're right. Absolutely. Movement for the body is a must. It's like, you have to move to have some form of well being in your life so did Pilates lead to your healing or it led to healing like you understanding that you had you know the qualities and the nature of healing within you for others
1: um, so I, I actually came to the healing side of things through a relationship breakdown um,
0: as we mostly do, most of the time we do there's got to be some kind of explosion in our life doesn't there for us to yeah, <laughs> recognize
1: I would say that was definitely my dark night of the soul moment where i was like a deer in headlights just going what just happened and <laughs> how on earth did i attract that into my life um yeah because you're kind of a bit flabbergasted and like i'm this nice beautiful human and why is this happening to me <laughs> um so yeah that sent me on a really deep healing journey actually um where, yeah, I come to understand that, like, I, I held on to a lot of ancestral trauma.
0: Mm. Entered,
1: like, down my ancestral line. Um, so it wasn't necessarily anything specific that had happened to me, but I did get, um, like, I started getting intuitive uh, images um, of things that had happened. they'd happen to my mum not to me Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah just that's what was coming out when i was kind of tapping into the depths of all the grief and emotion from it Um, so yeah but that um i worked with a lady called um melanie tonya evans um, who specializes in narcissistic abuse um, so i just did some of her kind of quantum healing meditations and um, they worked wonders on on me um, and I still use them today when things come up um, because yeah there's always deeper layers to heal and all sorts of different characters in your life that are like
0: oh there's another version of that person Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah yeah and it's so true I mean I often say to clients we're not going to deal with your shit all at once because if we did you'd be a puddle on the me- on the ground and I don't know how long it would take you to get up you just you cannot you cannot deal with everything all at once you have to go through in layers just deal with that layer right you've got that you've created new habits and then you can rock through the next layer and the next layer and the next layer <laughs> I've only met a couple of people that have not my therapies, but done therapies prior to me, where they've tried to force them in through to everything. And um, yeah, two people I know have um, had nervous breakdowns. Yeah, based on it. So, you know, you've got to go through in layers, like you've got to dip your toe in. I mean, it'd be like you with your corporate job, knowing having these inklings of this isn't for me and they're an asshole and that's not okay to treat people like that and just leaving your job and having no backup. but doing the Pilates, you're doing the training, you know, you could walk away with a bit more confidence and going, right. Well, I know what my next step is. I know where, cause you've got it. As humans, we need purpose. Like we just yeah. do, we love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's beautiful. I mean, well done for delving into your own, you know, dark little places, because it's definitely not easy to do, but the light on the other side of it. So then how did you transition then into your own business? So, from Pilates, then where where yeah. was the transition there?
1: So when I left corporate, um, <clears throat> I I had this idea that I wanted to start my own business, and I did a whole bunch of business courses and came up with the idea of doing online Pilates, um, and this was way before COVID, like it was kind of six seven years ago, before online exercise was a, a thing. Um, and so I built this website and I did all these Pilates videos and had an Instagram account going and, um, and so I tried to get this online business up and running back then. Um, but, and I created like a, um, like a kind of mini course thing and tried to sell it, but I never, ever made any money out of that venture, um, it was just you know one of those things. I created all this stuff, but yeah, I just couldn't get anyone to to buy things or you know come on as clients or whatever. And um, it frustrated the hell out of me. <laughs> like, I was just like, like, I understand what's going on. You're like, I've done um, all this
0: fucking work, goddammit. it! Like. Come on but yeah. i mean look i, I know part of the story that we're getting to but what great grounding because i'm like you i've done i've created so many courses and so much stuff and then finally come home to what i do now but you know yeah. i look at it and think god if i would only thought of this like six years ago it'd be great but um yeah. you just you can't you needed that time
1: yeah and like at the time i really resonated with pilates and kind of felt like you know, it was, um, my purpose and my vision and all of that. Um, but interestingly, so that was pre the healing journey from the relationship breakdown. Um, and then when I went through healing, a lot of the underlying fears that came up from the relationship, it was, you know, like fears of abandonment and fears of rejection and criticism and persecution and, um they were kind of what was being triggered Mm. um and so working on those fears through the kind of portal of the relationship breakdown released a whole heap of stuff so when I um came up with the idea for this business which was came to me in a dream one night Mm -hmm. (laughs) so when I Yeah, I just kind of started helping people do tax returns on the side, Pilates instructors actually. So there was a bit of a need in the industry because we all work as sole traders um, and yeah, generally have no idea of the business side of things. Um, So I was helping colleagues out and things like that. Um, There were a few issues in the industry that were tax related like being entitled to superannuation and things like that so i got involved with um yeah helping people understand the tax laws and be able to stand up to their employers and things like that um so yeah that's how i came into doing it and i think because i didn't have like these fears of rejection and criticism as much like they're still there to an uh, to an extent but there's be there but they're like I think energetically they weren't blocking my flow anymore. okay so when I started this business and probably because it is more aligned with what I was meant to be doing as well um you know things just started to flow and finding clients was easy people were paying me money and it all just started (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was like without really having to push or hustle for anything it just kind of flowed much more nicely and so yeah that's where i made um the link because like as a chartered accountant working in the finance department of all these different businesses throughout my career um and then i couldn't make a business work for myself so it wasn't that i didn't have the skills or knowledge so there was obviously something blocking me and kind of made the link with those fears kind of the same fears i feel underlie everything um And I think like if you have health issues, then you'll find some of these fears hanging out underneath those. Um, So yeah, just made the link with the money side of things as well. Um, So having healed them, everything for me just started flowing from there.
0: I love it. And you're right. I mean, one of our primary needs as a human is to have connection. So when we're not connected to our purpose, to the people around us, to within ourselves, then of course, anything that is sits in our ego is going to rule the show. (laughs) And quite often they are about the rejection. They are about, you know, like what people think about us, that whole shame story. So yeah, 100%. I think um, we don't really acknowledge that stuff why do you think that is like what's with clients why do you feel like it's one of the things i don't want to acknowledge
1: yeah it's a it's a big one because um yeah like as uh, someone that's been through the journey of healing themselves and kind of is a healer you do want to see others heal and be able to help them um and one of the the biggest lessons is letting go of other people's journeys because we certainly don't have any control over them whatsoever. Um but you know, I think people have a lot of shame around trauma. It's it's something um that's been instilled in us as a culture and in, in our upbringing and, and things like that. Like men are a prime example, like as young boys, they're told not to show emotion and they are called names if they, if they cry or they called, called that they're a girl or whatever it is. Um, and like even me growing up, you know, I was always told that I was too sensitive and, this that and the other so there's you kind of learn that oh there's something wrong with that and so you bury it and has a lot of shame attached to it um and also like I had a relatively loving and normal upbringing I would say but I still got trauma out of that and so um I think people can have a hard time acknowledging that life, life wasn't all roses and berries like they thought it was and maybe there's some things that were, that were wrong. But I, I feel like it's shame that underlies a lot of it and people just don't want to acknowledge that it's there so they try and keep it hidden.
0: Yeah, look, I 100% agree with you. That is, um, you know, the bulk of the work I do with a client when I'm first working with them is just dealing with their shame story and finding their way through and having to, you know, change the patterning and the programming that's come from those experiences and trauma and, um, and finding healthy ways to move through it. But, you know, you've got to feel it first. And that's what you're acknowledging is that we often don't acknowledge that something had an impact on us and you know everyone's banging out the word trauma right now and i'm not saying that to dismiss it but um or minimize it at all i had my fair share and experienced my fair share in life so i absolutely understand but i think there's also this comparison as well well mine wasn't as bad as theirs and that's part of the shame story well you know my life wasn't as bad as theirs so i can't really because in australia we don't really like complainers you know like you don't like and and, you know that tall poppy stuff you don't want people bragging but you don't want people complaining yeah (laughs) we really want to cut people's voices down in Australia don't we I mean really like we've got those attitudes but I get what you're saying I think um yeah shame I mean is our most we often look at fear being our most powerful emotion but you know the majority of people once I get under the fear story. I'm like, yeah, it's actually shame. <laughs> it's, it's not definitely. fear, because fear is a pretty basic, primal emotion, and it really doesn't have to impact most areas. But um, I, I want to know then what are some. Of, so then you transitioned into your own business. What were some of the first aspects that you started with? It's obviously doing taxes and you know that kind of, you know, sort of I guess the most known kind of accounting that there is. Yeah. What other services? came to life through that
1: through that see, um, so yeah, i started out doing tax returns for pilates instructors and and um, some studios and doing a bit of bookkeeping for for them as well um, so for the kind of biggest studios and um, yeah, it, it, it did evolve from there. So I created my 12-step heal thy money journey. Uh-huh. Um, and I had created like an online course for that and had beta testers go through and do it. Um, and that led into kind of my money healing journey. Um, or healthy money mentoring i call it so just kind of one-on-one coaching following my 12-step uh, method mm-hmm. and yeah and that's um where it's kind of led to so really helping people i guess uh find their inner power and their courage to follow what it is their soul is telling them to do um, And, yeah, healing the the blocks and subconscious beliefs, getting in touch with their higher power and their intuition and learning to start following the guidance because um, we definitely have all the answers that we're seeking. We've just got to tune in and listen to them. Um, Like, it's really interesting for me because I am being quite an analytical and numbers person. I used to live my life up in my head so it was a big step for me to come into my heart and my body and um get in touch with all of all of that awesome stuff but um as I was coming out of the healing like I was I would have lots of dreams actually and I had a way of interpreting them and they gave me like my next step on, on my healing journey like things that I needed to do to um you know come out of that sadness and grief and move more into to love and joy and 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 start to feel good again um
0: what were some of the aspects angela that you went through like what are some of the things that you went through in your healing journey because I, you know i've done a shit ton of stuff like i've done hypnotherapy and counseling and you know um energy healing and i can't i i I don't know i've lost count kinesiology
1: yeah, I actually I did most of it myself. Um, so it was kind of a process of uh, like feeling into the emotion and then releasing that and then connecting with the higher power and my inner child and kind of giving my inner child what she was needing. Um, but, yeah, a lot of it was connecting with this higher power source of energy and using that energy to kind of fill up the space with love and uh, like a healing energy. And that's what healed me. So I'm not sure what you would call it exactly. Um,
0: How did you come to know, like how did you come to know that that's what you were connecting with?
1: um, So yeah, I was using these guided... Quantum healing meditation tools from Melanie Tonya Evans. Um, and I, I guess just through that process, like I, I started um, seeing things <laughs> so I, I can mm-hmm. see. Um, so, yeah, I started seeing all these beautiful energy like the only way I can describe it is kind of like, maybe you've taken a psychedelic or a mushroom or or something like that. Mm. I've never actually done that, but I imagine this is probably why people might take that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can assure you I have in uh, my life and um, yes, there's lots of visuals that go on and, um, and occur. And that was probably part of my, um, reawakening because i was already pretty awake as a kid and that was shut down and then my reawakening was like hey there's this whole other energy out there because I, i don't see i can i've trained myself to see energy but i feel it So I can feel people turn up before they're here. I can feel, you know, the energy that's sitting under what they're protect, what they're projecting or protecting. Um, yeah, mine's a little bit different in that way. And I can feel energy between people and, and what things are and
1: (laughs) yeah, so when when I was releasing like the heavy emotions, yeah, it's just like that release opened up something that I, I hadn't experienced before um and so yeah so yeah it was just tapping into to that all the wonderful kind of colors and geometrical shapes and lights and different
0: things that i was seeing. <laughs> ah sacred geometry I'm so into that right now just understanding more and understanding the yeah the um old world healing that you know we're still uncovering um a like, um it's one of the best rabbit holes i've ever been down in my life tartaria if you haven't been down there have a look at it it's amazing um and you know sound healing through structure and you know it's pretty amazing actually um
1: yeah i actually i did quite a lot of sound healing through the process as well um <sighs> at a and i was doing a little bit of kundalini yoga too um but yeah, they had a lot they had a sound healing class every Friday night, so that was like my Friday night entertainment,
0: <laughs> yeah, but what a beautiful and stark difference between because I you know I've done all the entertainment stuff, and I'm not saying it's not amazing um to go to shows and concerts and all that stuff, but um energetically for me now. I have to actually do a lot of work in protection, you know, in just creating my own little bubble to go to large events because um, people aren't aware of how much they project onto other people. So being sensitive like you, I just have to be really aware of my own energy and keeping in my bubble and, um, setting that up so large events for me uh, <laughs> there's a process that I've got to go through to get to them it's not like just jump in the car and off I go I actually do need to do specific meditation and energy and setting it up and yeah I mean it's like work I don't know about you but going on camera you connecting doing this uh, there's a grounding process that I go through so that I'm I'm dialed in, I'm here, I'm fully connected to you. And I'm, you know, I'm in, um, and I'm fully present, regardless of the distractions going on around me. Um, yeah. So does that happen for you now? Like, are you, do you have to sort of move into that process as well?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's one of the reasons I moved to the country. <laughs> um, yeah, and I actually went out on the weekends um i was up in sydney with my partner and he was photographing a comedian and so i was at the the comedy show and we got invited to the after party which was at a swanky cocktail lounge bar in sydney
0: Mm.
1: like oh god don't know about
0: that. I <laughs> haven't done the prep work. That's what I'd be thinking. Hey wait a minute, where's some grass? I'm gonna need to ground before this happens. Like I'm gonna need yeah. to <laughs> Yeah. But, um
1: so yeah, I did go but it was the first time I've been to somewhere like that in years, I would say, definitely pre COVID. And um yeah, I kind of paid the price like I like when I got home back to Melbourne, like I've been sleeping 11 hour nights and things like that, just to get over that experience. <laughs> but yeah, it It's it kind of like chill, sit on a couch type of place, but yeah, just being around um, that type of energy and kind of people drinking alcohol and um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I must admit it's really, I haven't been a huge drinker for a long time. And in fact, I don't drink at all anymore. Um, and yeah, there is an, it, I wasn't aware of it because I'd go out and have a drink. And so energetically, I wasn't aware of the differences, but the more that I was not drinking and still going out, the more I was like, Hmm, <laughs> there is a huge difference and also i mean you can drink and still be really deeply connected to yourself i'm not saying that you can't but you bring a different energy with you and Mm. so i love it because i'm going to shift into it so i still want to go back though and understand i know that you're getting into healing i know that you're understanding your spiritual awareness but where did the 12 steps to heal thy money come from
1: um where did it come from so I guess I'm a very process oriented person and analytical and so yeah I kind of took my healing journey and put it into some steps that I could teach other people um, my process that I went through and yeah that's how they came
0: about <laughs> and so was it um the online course first and then or did you have kind of like okay they're going to go through the online course and then they'll come out and to and working with it if they choose to, to work with me as a mentor was that sort of in place or did that kind of just organically start to grow from that
1: yeah that just started to organically grow from that um and people people were like I want to heal my money how do I do that (laughs) so yeah that's how it started really um yeah and I think for me the 12 steps was just a way to make some try and make some logical sense out of something that's extremely not logical
0: (laughs) i mean i get it because I'm, I'm a soul coach so i get it like there's parts of the work that i do that people are just like and clients when i work with them go that was amazing but what was that like what what happened in there so i do have a structure to be able to feed it back into them and go this is what we did um because we love structure i mean our bodies are structure everything within us is our hair has structure do you know what i mean it, we're structure the world around us has structure so we actually need it so can you tell us a little bit about the 12 steps like what's what sort of you know does it take you through
1: yeah i'm a client um, so my whole thing is that i infuse practical and spiritual so the 12 steps are a mix of both um so we look at kind of where you're currently at financially so looking at your Assets and your liabilities and your cash coming in and your cash going out. Um because a lot of people often think their finances are actually worse than what they actually are. Um so sometimes just sitting down and taking a look at everything, you can be a little bit surprised. You're like, oh, I I am better off than I thought I was. Um yeah, it's just taking stock of where every where you are at the moment, and then we start to look at um, some of your subconscious beliefs you have with money and looking at how of your family line and your ancestral line may have influenced those and also your upbringing and kind of, um, yeah, just what you were surrounded with in your childhood and, and growing up um, can have a massive impact. Um, And also looking at like as females or for women, the kind of the feminine collective. And so how the female or the feminine has been persecuted for thousands of years actually has a huge impact on our money story as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, a lot of women just uh, have zero self-worth um, don't believe they're worthy of money or earning money um, or holding on to money and it's something that's always been delegated to the husband or the masculine and we've kind of been taught to be self-sacrificing and raise a family and sacrifice yourself in the process um, mm-hmm. Like I think of moms you know, would spend money on themselves last or or never, not always put the kids and the family first. Um, so that's just how we've been raised for generations and generations. So it can take a, a lot of unpacking. Um, and then we look at some of the underlying fears that people have with earning money or, you know, even, allowing themselves to earn money doing something that's their sole work or you know something that comes to them as a gift or you know comes naturally to them um or even if it's fear of letting go of the security of a job um or fear of letting go of a toxic relationship for and nothing coming to take its place so then starting to look at how that lack and scarcity shows up in your life for you as well, and start to notice that it is a scarcity mindset that's going on. Because um, yeah, awareness of that, I believe is the first critical step to being able to make a change. Because was, as you go through life, you've got to be aware of what's happening to kind of mm. go, right, stop, I need to do something different, and kind of catch yourself in the moment um
0: can we just go back for a second because i think it is interesting that you have a look at the masculine and feminine like these ideals that we've been because there is a false sense of what the masculine is because it is a protective energy it does want it does want to contain like that is the masculine energy its attention is out it wants to contain it wants to hold space um, but it's been so falsely represented of like i'm the provider protector and you know, the feminine's looked at as because we want to be contained, that energy wants to be contained, that it's a weaker point. But it's just, yeah. So how are you know, what are your thoughts on that? Like when you're getting people to understand that we've actually got these really false ideas around it.
1: Yeah. I think the masculine that we've been living under in our kind of patriarchal structure, um, is a more toxic side of masculinity oh, well it's
0: false masculine so i 100 but same as the feminine space which uh, for me we've got a false sense of femininity as well and i just yeah. you know it's like not
1: about yeah it's not about self-sacrificing or kind of martyrdom that's
0: no yeah,
1: <laughs> um so yeah like a healthy masculine does provide the systems and structure and that's something that we also work with in the course and setting up um, some systems to help you start to save and invest and build wealth and create that abundance for yourself. Um, Because yeah, you can start to attract clients and money flowing in, but then it equally will just keep flying out the door. So you've got to learn to be able to hold on to it. Um, Yeah, so it is, Coming into the healthy versions of each—the with the masculine and the feminine—so not completely letting go of the masculine because we often be all free and love and light all the time. But yeah, that's, that's
0: Yeah, something. and I think we, we often forget that, you know. Like, uh, look, I spent a long time in my masculine. I must admit. So, um, coming home back into my feminine has, you know, been a huge awakening for me and also a huge amount of grief as well. Having to let go of all the stuff I've held on to uh, within that. Um, but knowing that we have both and actually using both, you know, it just, it's, and you can, you can have outward attention. You can contain as a female, you can be protective and, you know, be the provider, so to speak. You can have systems and structure whilst having flow and chaos. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely
1: need both. Because, yeah, and it's finding the balance because, like, system and structure is good. You need it there to kind of have that base level support, kind of like the pillars of support, I call it, um, that you as a feminine can
0: Mm. just
1: use your intuition and ideas. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, too far along that spectrum, you kind of get, like, trying to control the outcome of things and, like holding on to things too tightly, um, and that doesn't work either.
0: No, trust me, I've tried it for a long time. It doesn't work at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I want to know who who do you work with? Because I know, yeah, I want who are your clients?
1: Um. So I work with I call them conscious entrepreneurs. So they're kind of people who are heart centered. Um, soul-leds or kind of desire to be that. They're just not quite sure yet how to, to let go of the security of what they've currently got. Um, so, yeah, anyone that fits that mould. Um, I work with a lot of Pilates and yoga instructors and studios and health businesses. Um, yeah lots of spiritual people are attracted to what I do (laughs) they kind of when they meet me they're like wow I didn't know someone like you existed um so a lot of people have I guess a lot of fear and stress around taxes and money and I feel like I bring a beautiful calm energy to something so it can just kind of settle settle down that that fear what's been
0: some of your most memorable clients
1: um that's a good question memorable in a good way
0: (laughs) yeah just in like a way that even surprised you the outcomes that they got or whatever it was
1: yeah um for me I I just I love connecting with beautiful souls and you kind of get that instant connection with people um so i love having you know quick chat about taxes or you know or enough long chat about taxes but then it always inevitably gets talking about something spiritual um so yeah you get to connect on lots of different levels with people so business and tax and spirituality and whatever they've got going on in their lives so yeah
0: I love it. And okay, so what are some of the three, like, what are some of the must dos in business when it comes to, you know, your finances?
1: The must dos. Um, So, as a small business owner or a sole trader or when you're starting out, they definitely need to have a separate business bank account to put into. If you mix business and personal together, um it will provide lots of pain and suffering trying to do your numbers at the end of the financial year. If you've got mm. to troll through all the taps and three dollar coffees and go through the myriad of train-
0: Yes, I've been there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's definitely must do. Um And definitely to get on an accounting system where you connect your bank account in there and um, it keeps track of everything for you. So you can look at your numbers regularly, kind of have little finance dates where you look at your money going in and your money going out, your profit or loss, wherever you're at. Um, You can look at things like, you know, what's your most profitable service? Or if you kind of break it down into that, that kind of detail. Um, just kind of have an understanding of the financial health of your business through looking at your numbers all in one place. Um,
0: what kind of um, can you recommend any like worker people? Because if people don't know this, where would they look like? What are some of really good ones and easy ones for people to use?
1: Yeah, Um the Well, the three big ones in Australia are QuickBooks, Myob, and Xero. I I would say Xero is probably the most famous in Australia because it was first to market. Um, They all do the same thing, they just have different user interfaces, so it does come down to personal preference. Um, I personally prefer QuickBooks, so I use that primarily with, um, with my clients and it's also got it like a cheaper price point than the other one so it's um if you're just starting out it's a it's a good way to get in and kind of not have cost as a factor for avoiding it
0: yeah okay beautiful and so what's what's another thing like what would be like a must do so yeah must have a separate bank account must have a way to track what you're doing
1: yeah um the third one for businesses would be, um, what would I say?
0: But there's so many, but we'll just break it down.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think one thing I see a lot of people getting stuck on is knowing what they can claim for tax time. Ah. Um, so I would say the third must-have is like someone on your team, so a good accountant to be able to ask questions and not feel like you have to do everything yourself all the time. Um, I think tax is one of those areas like uh, once you do it a few times, you do get a better understanding of what you can claim year in and year out, but um yeah have it have a good account and have someone in on that's on your team looking after you
0: i love that and you're right you've got to find someone that you can align with and and feel good about dealing with and, and be able to ask questions um i'm a person that asks a lot of questions and um i don't want to be fed back that they're silly or that they're not important or whatever it is so you've got to yeah you've got to feel connected and aligned with them as well and that you can have that you know to and from um you know communication as well so what does it look like to work with you so people would do the um 12 steps to heal thy money journey how long is, is that for what
1: um so yeah, i have an online course that goes for 12 weeks that runs through each aspect yeah um, i also use that method in one-on-one coaching so some people do prefer to have that yeah or um, one-on-one connection um so yeah, and then with uh the finance side of things, um like tax time obviously is a big time when clients come into the fold and yeah, and then it's as they grow, they've you know they've got to do buzzers and they might look at setting up a company or something like that. So looking at different tax structures. Um and then as people grow even more like you know starting to look at investing mm. and setting up your structure of companies and different things to um be able to invest and pay less tax but legally so there's definitely ways we can we can look at doing that <laughs>
0: um, i think people are always looking for that
1: yeah so um that, that's always a big common question i get is like should I be setting up a company and when do I look at doing that? Um, yeah, and then, you know, I also work with um, some businesses who are maybe a bit further along in their journey and are ready to bring in um, like kind of like an equivalent of a finance manager into yes. their business. Um, to have that help without having to actually employ someone You can
0: yeah that's beautiful
1: as your little finance manager in the corner to (laughs) be in your business
0: yeah i think that's really good because there are some areas and businesses haven't reached a particular Level where they actually need someone in house that it can just be someone that pops in not pops in there's some regular and consistent you know contact and work going on but yeah i've definitely seen that in small businesses as well where there's that aspect of you know just getting to someone to come in one day or an x amount and doing you know a particular part of the workload that they can no longer
1: yeah and i think probably what i bring that's different to a typical accounting firm is my feminine energy and intuition for one but also I I kind of look at myself as the bridge like I straddle the 3D ATO tax world and know all the rules but I also live in the, the 5D world and I just can straddle both um, so when I look at all these practical things like should you be setting up a company I also bring in like the energetics of that and look at you know it's not always just about the costs and how much tax you're going to pay and things like that it's like you know a company has uh, an expansive energy to it so you know it's going to give you that structure to allow you to grow and expand and not hold yourself back and, and things like that so yeah I just bring a different angle that people account it probably wouldn't
0: consider but it's so, so needed because our world's changing and people are becoming far more self-aware and you know self-trusting and you know connected you know to themselves and other in a very different way you know we're starting to really understand that my needs are just as important as yours and I care about your needs as much as I care about my own and so sort do of we need that moving forward so bringing in the energetics is well, everything's energy <laughs> Like, so, talking people call people emo you know there's that name i grew up with it as well and i always laugh working in the field that i do in space i'm like i don't know why that's an insult because we're all emotional even if you're trying not to be emotional you're actually still emotional Yeah. <laughs> so businesses have sorry
1: just a rigid emotional if you're not showing it <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's still happening all under there in the surface. It's still going on. It's just held in different parts of the body. But in business, there is still that undercurrent of energy as well, and the people that work there, and yeah, everything that goes on. Um, so I've got a final three questions for you. My final three what's. So are you ready? Go for it. <laughs> I was born ready. She's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is well being to you?
1: well-being um for me well-being encompasses all aspects of life so it's your mental health your spiritual health your emotional health your energetic health um your physical health as well and then you know throwing there like movement and nutrition and all those different elements um Yeah, it's looking at your body as a whole, um, not just its individual parts. And I think it's uh, honouring your body and what it's needing in the moment as well.
0: That's beautiful. I love that because if no one's ever heard of well-being or thought about it in that aspect that's a beautiful way to encompass all parts of well-being so what are your must do daily well-being practices
1: um they have they have changed over time i i have a a puppy now so going for daily walks with my puppy is a non-negotiable um, for him. And, I mean,
0: whether you want to or not, Angela, he's making you. <laughs>
1: yeah, so rain, rain, hail, and shine, and minus degree temperatures, it's all going on at the moment. <laughs> but um, he loves it. So yeah, but we have a beautiful lake here that we can walk walk along, and um, a nice kind of bush. Um, kind golf, a golf course that's sitting amongst the bush that we often go in and, and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's walking, it's connecting with nature. I, um, one of the things I've come to really enjoy is like hugging a tree or just connecting with mm. a tree or laying on the rocks or on the grass, looking at the trees. Um, so yeah, connecting with nature if it's summer, going for a swim, um, yeah, being in or near water mm. and um, med- meditating as well the mm. daily. So just connecting in, even if it's just for a moment with some oracle cards as well. Like it doesn't have to be a huge 40 minute meditation or anything. But
0: mm. I love it. And beautiful. I mean, look. Meditation for me is a must in uh, my life as well and um I know people always talk about I can't meditate neither can anyone <laughs> actually it's a practice and it's just it's an ongoing practice throughout your life. So then the last what is what impact does well-being having well-being practices and having well-being have on your life? Um
1: Oh, it's completely changed my life. I think it's been at the core of, um, you know, shifting from that corporate self of mine where, you know, I just ran on adrenaline probably and looking for that quick fix outside of work and stuff like that. Um, Like it, formed my health transformation it became a part of my spiritual transformation um it underlies everything i do in my business and yeah it's just it's huge
0: <laughs> i love it thank you angela for being here today and sharing your story your work amazing work that you do um and if you're wanting to connect with you how do people do that um,
1: and probably the easiest way is just to check out my website, which is www.healthymoney.co.co. Um, and my handles on Instagram and Facebook are at Healthy Money Co. as well.
0: Beautiful. We'll have the links down below anyway in the bio so you can click on those and, and connect with Angela. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful time, your wealth of knowledge and your amazing energy today with us. So, if you guys enjoyed it, please let us know, comment, ask questions, like, share. We appreciate it all. Thank you for sharing your beautiful time and your energy with us in Connected Conversations. Bye for now. Thanks so much, Emma. To connect with Angela, head to healthymoney.co. To connect with me, head to emmamuer.com. Enjoy your day and thanks for
1: sharing your time.